there's a future that we need to look forward to. And I think that if we even took a look at um, uh, a bird's eye view of that and take a look at, at the growth in the sector, in, in the tech sector, um, it looks very promising still. Welcome to Startup Hill, the show where we discuss what it's like to build a tech startup and a startup ecosystem in a small city. I'm Mike Wolsfeld, our host is Dan Gold, and we're having conversations with tech leaders in our community about how they're working through the current global economic crisis and the larger implications on their sectors. Today, we're talking with Darcy McLean, Executive Director of Sask Interactive, an industry association that represents the interactive and digital media sectors, a big part of the overall tech sector. Sask Interactive recently completed a labor market and economic impact study in order to quantify the recent growth in the Saskatchewan tech sector and set a baseline measurement for future growth. The study's results will be officially released on May 4th, so we talked about the implications of this information and how the tech sector can continue to move forward through the months ahead. Welcome to Startup Bill. Stay home, stay safe, and stay connected. Startup Bill is brought to you by Innovation Place and Martin Charlton Communications. Hello and welcome to Startupville. Thank you very much for joining us here on this episode, whether you are listening or watching. I have got Executive Director of Sask Interactive, Darcy McLean with me, and also joining us again on this episode is Mike Walswald from Innovation Place. Uh, firstly, Darcy, thank you for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate uh, being offered this uh, chance to speak to our podcast. And and uh, it's it's a fantastic time to have you on. We wish that times were better, but I think there's an awful lot of uh, learning opportunities that we have at this time and we can make the most of. Uh, Mike, just checking in with you, how have you been since our last episode? I've been managing, Dan. Working at home, staying safe. And that's exactly what we need to hear. So, Darcy, um, your background with Sask Interactive, you're the executive director. Just give, a, give us a little bit on your background. Sure. Uh, so I was on originally the board of Sask Interactive. And um, when my predecessor, Thomas Archer, decided to uh, pursue bigger and better things in his career, uh, I decided just to come into the executive director role uh, just because of the consistency and um, uh, having the knowledge of uh, Sask Interactive and the membership. Uh, so I've been in the role now since uh, December of 2019. Um, have taken over uh, the, the work that Thomas uh, had already set out in his five-year role and uh, has done more strategic planning with the organization. Um, the Regina office has been closed now for six weeks and uh, the Saskatoon office here where I live has, has also been closed for like now six weeks. So we're all working from home and we're all keeping the connections going. So, I mean, for people who don't know and are outside of the tech sector or outside of what um, your part of the market is, explain a little bit about what Sask Interactive does. So Sask Interactive is, uh, it's the voice to the digital media space. Uh, it's, uh, it's an advocacy and networking and education uh, association. We're, we're, our, our majority of our clients and our, um, our members are uh, in the digital space. Um, gaming, for example, is one. And in the media side. So Sask Interactive has um, 
uh, an abundance of freelancers and consultants that are doing their their part of uh, getting uh, digital media to uh, in Saskatchewan to the forefront. So part of that is um, it's it's basically a community, and that community itself is able to share ideas, to um, work on issues and challenges, and and those opportunities for um, uh, the expansion and the growth of the of multimedia or the digital media in Saskatchewan. And that's something that I'd like to touch on shortly um, when we look at the opportunities and, and what the future holds for us, because as we know, things have changed significantly in the in the uh in the world of work and in in people's lives um one of the reasons you're joining us today is to talk about the recently completed labor market and economic impact study that your organizing organization spearheaded um what was the purpose of that study so back in uh march of 2019 we commissioned a uh, labor market economic impact study uh, for the province uh, in the in specifically in the tech sector space. Um, there had never been one uh, uh, before uh, in Saskatchewan. The uh, the steering committee that was governed by um, uh, by us uh, for this study through a through a vendor that we uh, had successfully chosen. Um, Nordicity group, uh, <clears throat> we decided that there was um, an opportunity here to look at what the tech sector in Saskatchewan really looked like, uh, based it on um, data, data analysis, uh, stats can information, uh, labor market information in, in Saskatchewan. So when we commissioned that, we were looking at how we could take that and use that as a, a baseline to see what was happening in the sector for growth. Uh, that ended up becoming a, um, uh, an opportunity for uh, Sask Interactive to really take what the members were wanting to see and what the public were wanting to see and then what other stakeholders like um, the government were really wanting to see in part of the tech sector. Um, so we, in March uh, of 2019, we, we initiated that we had uh, research and analysis done and then um, as of April the 1st we, uh, the, uh, the commission of that uh, study was released from the vendor and uh, successfully uh, will be announced here shortly in the, in the general public. There will be a release that we're putting together for, for that, uh, that launch of the labor market economic impact study in, for the province. So at this time, do we have anything high level that we can speak about today or is it all embargoed? <laughs> no, no, there's definitely information that I can, I can share. But uh, 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 when it comes down to uh, more of a press release, uh, there will be stuff in there that um, we can definitely refer to uh, in the study. It's 134 pages and I, and I um, as Part of the steering committee, I believe that um, it was a success, and the steering committee uh, sees the value of, uh, of uh, the full release of the study uh, in in the very near future. Um, it, it's a uh, it's good information for Saskatchewan to hear, and I think that there's a, there's going to be a a good success story amongst the midst uh, what we're in right now with COVID nineteen and 
social distancing and isolating, I think that's going to, I'm hoping that that's going to be a success story that uh, the press can pick up and take advantage of uh, of the study. So obviously we're at a time where the study was primarily or completely carried out prior to COVID-19. How uh, is your organization and other people involved in this going to assess its application based on a, a, a different uh, moment in time? I, I, the advocacy of the report is still a uh, key message through uh, Sask Interactive. So that message via the data and the analysis that was provided in the in the vendor uh, as their as they work in the in the tech sector uh, for Saskatchewan, I think the the overall partnering of that is going to be very key, and the message of that is going to be key. Uh, so that when there's some benchmarking that's going to be done through the analysis of all of the work that has been compiled in in the study, for example, the the tech sector in Saskatchewan and uh, the labor force in Saskatchewan in the tech sector, and then eventually the economic impacts in the tech sector. And anything pre or mid COVID has definitely changed and uh, that analysis can still have its own merits. But now that we've gone through this and we understand what post pandemic 2020 is gonna look like, the data can still, and the data mapping in this study can still be utilized moving forward. There will definitely be some future adjustments that need to be made because prior to the, the initiation and, and the commissioning of this study, it was a very different world, right? So even that statistical data of the 5,000 plus uh, companies that we were, we were looking at in the study uh, that for, for the research were really based on a, a point in time. And now that we are trying to adjust that, we'll definitely have to be looking at what a future adjustment could be. But in the study in its, in its entirety, it will be very successful in, in what they want to see, they being the public government want to see as part of what is the growth in the tech sector in the province. And the one thing that there is something to consider is that whilst there's a lot of sentiment at the moment of doom and gloom, there's also a feeling with a lot of, uh, whether it's entrepreneurs or developers or people looking at finding solutions, that actually maybe there are lots of takeaways and learning opportunities from this and other, other delivery systems and methods that we could use to enrich life, to help people live a better life, to deliver content in different ways that maybe before there wasn't the focus on or in the investment on and this might be the moment the 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 moment that some some firms pivot some individuals pivot and go hey i can deliver something in another way um uh, as a complete aside i never thought i would see the day when uh, the New York Times and Bloomberg and uh, the BBC and others would all start to look at TikTok and other platforms as uh, places to experiment to try and deliver messaging 
to try and interact with people, just just testing, just seeing how that relationship is, a really authentic uh, one-on-one with the media outlet. And that's where I think we're starting to see a change, that it's a great opportunity to use digital platforms to actually have that conversation rather than the traditional broadcasting method, which is push. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, at this point, I just want to bring in uh, Mike, uh, just to ask from a from a point of view of a, a wider observation of the tech sector, how do you think that labour market and economic impact studies are beneficial to really tell that story of what we've got here? Yeah, I think um, there's like a huge importance in stuff like this, because especially in somebody in my role that I sort of live and breathe the tech sector. There's this over the last probably five years or so, there's been this palpable sense of growth and, and energy and, and sort of everybody rowing in the same direction. But essentially when it comes down to it without something like this, that's all it is. It's just a sense, right? I think everybody who works in tech in Saskatchewan knows that it's, it's been growing, knows that our, our talent pool has been growing. We're becoming more attractive to investors and talent. Um, but I think something like this allows us to actually put a quantitative measurement on that. And like Darcy said, set that baseline. Right. And I think there's a real opportunity too, given that all of this information was collected pretty much right before, um, COVID came to us that it also can kind of serve as that quantitative benchmark of recovery as we come out of this on the other end. So, you know, 12 months from now, if we look at the numbers again, um, we can actually quantitatively say that our talent pool has survived or weathered the, th- the storm, or we can say that we, we lost a few people, right? Um, same thing in terms of economic impact. We Sure, we can look at some of the, you know, companies that are taking on extra space or seem to be growing or hosting more events. We don't really know the economic impact until we have these quantitative uh figures here. So we can look 12 months from now, 24 months from now, um, and look at the numbers again and say, this is how Saskatchewan did through the COVID crisis. And this is how the tech sector came out to came out out from it. So it's a, it's a great news story in terms of we've been growing like crazy in the last five years. I think that's going to be a great push to move forward and keep people optimistic about tech moving forward. And then coming out of this 12, 24 months from now, uh, there's an opportunity to look back and see how we weathered the storm. And I, I think optimistically, I think we have a really good chance of doing that um, in the mid to long term. Uh, and I think tools like this are the key to um, maintaining that momentum and that drive to move forward. So we're not just pushed on like sheer force of will and that sense that things are going. And and there's an element to say that if there was ever a marketplace or a sector or a, uh, an applied technology um, uh, industry, the core of it is all fact-based. It's all data-based. It's not necessarily about, well, I've got a gut feeling and maybe the wind, hold on, mm, yeah, it's blowing in that direction. It's If there's something about this sector particularly, it's that, Let's see the numbers. Let's let's have that benchmark. Let's see where we can grow and then do testing, whether it's A, B or, or whatever, to be able to go, okay, this is where we are here. 
This is how we move forwards. This is how we avoid this pitfall. And you really make informed decisions. Um, I like to ask you, Darcy, particularly on this uh, study, we've seen reports and we've seen articles about um, uh, where we are now, where we currently stand. I mean, there was the article in Beatkit recently, which was stating in no no uh, roundabout way that being a younger marketplace, venture capitalists are going to look at us and say, well, it's not worth, worth the risk now. Uh, let's not put the money into there. Let's, let's see the more mature areas and help them ride it out. Is that the is that the absolute case, or is this data going to be able to be presented to VC firms and go, "Hey, this is actually where we're at, and this this time we're in, it's a crisis in many ways, but it's a temporary crisis by its nature." Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Darcy? Yeah, thank you both for. Uh, uh, I'll just add to that. I really appreciate your thoughts around that. Uh, to fulfill that mandate, we really wanted to make sure that we were gathering enough information on the definition of tech occupations um, uh, and defining that in the tech sector. Um, we wanted to make sure that some of that statistical methods from census data was still valid. <clears throat> Nordisi has done a very good job on compiling that data as far as it relates to um, the tech sector or the labor market in the tech sector or how we look at some of those impacts on the provincial economy. So there's definitely pieces of that, that there is impacts, but also we look at what are the opportunities outside of that. If COVID hadn't come along, I think it would be a different, it would be a very different scene today. And I think that gives us the ability to build on the strengths of what we've already done in the report. We commissioned it based on um, uh, having the, the abilities to look at what's challenging uh, in Saskatchewan. Um, I mean, how can you talk about a topic outside of gaming, uh, for example, that's, that's new and bright and, and really wants to be out there and, and the advocacy of that in, in, in Saskatchewan uh, versus what's happening in a larger center like Alberta, uh, Montreal, Toronto. So I think a lot of that uh, re resetting ourselves back to capture the hearts and minds of people, but yet it's going to be on some of the simple inspirations of what people want in this study. For example, um, uh, what's happening in the tech sector for employees that are in that area. Um, um, Mike has mentioned that some people may have, will have moved on and that talent pool um, will still probably exist, but has probably had some of its deficit. Um, and I think a lot of that will also take some of the tech companies, like take a look at Vendasta, huge tech company in the province, right? Um, that, that is an area where uh, they'll be looking at those anchors here in the province to take that to the next step and taking the study to the next step. And some of the data and the data growth in the study should be, should be propelled by a company like that. I've got a feeling, you know, I've just said, about go with data. I'm now going to completely conflict with what I've just said. 
I've got a feeling that more people after the situation we're going through, more people will focus on quality of life. A lot of people in big tech sectors, whether they're in the San Francisco's or the Toronto's or in the UK and fintech or wherever they are in the world, um, they're all very much on top of each other. And yes, they are a hub to bash ideas around and to really uh, build build fast. But do you think that they're on the other side of this may also be an optimistic tone that some people that are in those markets may go, do you know what? My life is worth more than this. I need an alternative. I need a space where there is a tech sector. Maybe it's more at the burgeoning end rather than fully developed. Um, and maybe I'm going to put my quality of life and cost of living first because this is going to take a toll on lots of people across the world. Is this a time where maybe we should communicate as a sector to talented individuals outside of this area to say, hey, this could be your home. This is where you could find quality of life. Yeah, well said, Dan. Uh, there definitely is a change in the landscape. And this study is a point in time that can actually take that growth that the, the, the study will reveal and propel that into a different area, not along speculation. Yeah, we can speculate as much as we can. But again, the landscape has changed to reveal um, uh, growth opportunities, the ongoing ecosystem here in Saskatchewan. Um, yeah, it has been affected, but again, it's an ecosystem. So the change of that ecosystem um, uh, can definitely be part of where we see, you know, if we're going to be more risk averse, yeah, sure, let's take that because of the time. But yet, there's a future that we need to look forward to. And I think that if we even took a look at um, uh, a bird's eye view of that, and take a look at, at the growth in the sector, in, in the tech sector, um, it looks very promising still. And I think some of the key messages here is around, yeah, we have the ability to share issues and, and our challenges, but opportunities are going to be the best ones that we're going to look at right now. And I, I was mentioning to Mike, even just some of the crazy new ideas that we can develop from this um, can take us into a different area that um, Saskatchewan is going to be a proponent of that. And, uh, um, you know, there might be some aggressive measure, measures that need to take place, but um, for example, at, uh, taking a look at the talent pool here in Saskatchewan, I think we really need to still capture the interest of that talent pool. And uh, um, there is definitely going to be um, a mid and long-term range for that. But I think the, the data can definitely stand on its own. And um, again, yes, there will be future adjustments to any kind of data analysis. Look at Stats Can, it's a moving target every day. So they just don't know what that future looks like. But taking a look at, at Saskatchewan and the ecosystem in, in Saskatchewan, there's definitely going to be that ability to have more growth and some, uh, some, tech sec some sectors will not be able to. Look what's happening in Alberta, oil and gas, the energy sector. You know, that's what they're leveraging on. But here in Saskatchewan, we do have a, a true ecosystem in the tech space. We have got one of those surprising places as many listeners will know the the reason i came to saskatoon and saskatchewan 
after evaluating where we were going to go was because I saw that there was a a part of innovation and tech and innovation place and looking forwards, looking to the future, diversifying an economy, building a new uh, economy to run in parallel with the traditional sectors in which we work. Uh, Mike, you obviously are on the, the front end of seeing this day in, day out. When people speak to you about uh, what Saskatchewan is, what Saskatchewan has to offer in in terms of tech, in terms of understanding what tech we have here and why it's here, what do you say to people who really aren't too clued in with with the scene itself? Um, yeah, I think so. You mentioned quality of life, and that's always kind of the obvious point that comes up. And we can talk about you know quality of life and cost of living and the the two song commute or three song commute, depending on who you talk to. Um, but I think there's some other factors that specifically really benefit. Um, our, our startup scene or our tech scene. And, and, and some of that is sort of like the deeply ingrained grit of prairie people. Um, we're generally a hardworking bunch, historically entrepreneurial and innovative. Um, and we're very good, especially during times of crisis or times like this, uh, at banding together and putting our heads together towards problem and, and trying to solve it. Um, I think there's, there's some really interesting elements when it comes to the venture landscape and um, how things might start to slow down there. I think absolutely right. Things will slow down in the prairies and they will in every small market. Things will also start to slow down in some of the major markets too, especially um, I think I saw some news uh, this morning actually that there's going to be a temporary moratorium on big tech acquisitions in the United States. Now, if that's, if that's true, you have, you know, a, a huge percentage of, of the startup environment um, in markets like Silicon Valley or Toronto um, are venture-backed companies with a, an exit strategy that, that the majority of the time means a big tech acquisition. So if that's not on the table in the next 12 months, then you're going to see a cooling down in even the major markets in terms of venture funding. Um, and when it comes down to where can you hunker down and bootstrap growth, it's in smaller markets like Saskatoon. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's where we'll have that advantage. Entrep like job jobs might go down during a crisis like this, but we're not going to lose entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are always going to exist. Um, so there will be people in those major markets who, you know, uh, they need to make an income. So they start working for Amazon or Facebook or Google or, or, or whoever's hiring, but there'll always be people who need to be an entrepreneur. There's nothing else that they can be. Um, <clears throat> and I think there's a huge advantage of being able to, especially right now is like something that was historically not considered an asset, but slow down and really build a, a, uh, a unit economic positive business that's sustainable in the long term that doesn't depend on a on a big tech acquisition for an exit. Um, <clears throat> right now is the opportunity for small cities to be the leaders on that front. Um, <clears throat> so I think Saskatoon's one of those, and I think we'll see it across Canada and the United States as well. Uh, that that's going to help some of these sectors 
push through in, in smaller centers because we'll, we're able to sort of be the cockroach a little bit more when your, your employment costs, your, your location costs, living costs, everything are a little bit lower. You're used to building unit economic positive businesses. I think there's a, there's a really big advantage to that right now, especially as we see the venture market cool down and that exit potential cool down potentially. We don't know how long-term that's going to be, um, <clears throat> but it's, it's certainly an indication of, of how businesses might need to be built in the next 12 months. And on that, sometimes in these tougher times, we see levels of innovation and ideation that we don't see in the successful times or the, the up times because people are just cracking on with where their mind's already been at. And suddenly, with that breathing space, with that time, that opportunity to go, okay, well, is there a problem X, Y, or Z that hasn't been addressed or not been addressed in the best way, or I've got a different solution, and it's always been off the side of a desk or it's been a lower priority, and suddenly that can become the primary focus of an individual or an organization. Uh, we've certainly seen through history this can be the case. And and one of the things, I don't want to focus on uh, talent leaving uh, employment uh, or, or leaving the market. It's also a time suddenly uh, where people find themselves in a different place. And again, they have had that off the side of a desk thing they'd like to do, but they've been in employment working for someone else. Maybe this is the time where they can go, do you know, I can spend a bit of time just seeing where this goes, put some time into it. Because the one thing that none of us can generate through any clever science is generating extra time. So that's something that I think we should take a positive from, even though you know, no two ways around it. These are, these are tough times. Um, Darcy, just on your organization and maybe what you're doing with your members as, as the world has changed, uh, could you give us an insight on that? Yeah, uh, for sure. So we, as, as that voice or that advocacy for um, the, the digital media space, uh, interactive spaces has been always, um, it's not a challenge, but it's also, you have to uh, be cognizant of, of the world around you. So we're, we're understanding that, um, yeah, sure, you know, let's build on those strengths in that community uh, in these hard times. And, you know, I, I think there's going to definitely be a, a tempering in this, client, in this climate because I think we'll, we'll definitely need to be more stronger and, uh, and the impact of that is definitely going to change what people are going to say as part of a, uh, of what the community wants to uh, change or how they're going to educate now. Um, mentoring, the mentorship piece is now one of my, my most important things right now is getting our message out there. But I think if we have that ability I, and the voice of that it, through Saskia Interactive and to the members and to the public, I think that's going to be a really good way of us looking at how do we manage through this ecosystem that um, it still looks optimistic in, in my mind, and I'm referring to data that has been compiled over the last uh, six weeks here through not just provincial um, bodies, but the federal government and through the initiation of various forms of funding and programming and, and that in place. And the, 
the tools that we would look at uh, definitely like the the new announced IRAP uh, NRC program for the innovation assistance program that's brand new um, uh, the Canadian Media Fund uh, through Heritage Canada uh, a lot of those a lot of those tools are now accessible people can now reach those uh, levels of, of support and funding and because we let's be honest people's profitability and their and their financial situation has changed from uh, De- November, December last year to even January, February. So I, I think that profitability of what companies want to see, they're definitely going to be looking at how they can be sustained and sustainability in that. And uh, I'll come back to the, the simple inspirations. I, I like that because now that we are going to need to reset that, it, it might be looking at the simplest things, like you said, then the things on the side of my plate Sure, maybe I have now time to to do that and capture that. So I, I think there is going to definitely be a, an opportunity for that. And I see that as part of this, the launch of our study, uh, the, the LMEI study. And a part of as part of that collected data and that analysis in there, it does really provide a, a point in time that actually we can still grasp on and say, hey, this is the growth in the tech sector. This is the labor market in the tech sector. This is what is happening as part of what tech companies see in the province. And yeah, you know, let's be honest, times have changed, but I think if we go back to the old adage that, um, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's plant some more seeds and let's see what, how they grow and see how that expands. I think that's still, um, there's still that shining light at the end of that, that tunnel with post pandemic, what that world looks like. I can tell you a little bit about what that might look like through the study, um, which which we'll be um, announcing. But part of that um, growth and that expansion, and Mike, your comment on entrepreneurship, I it, it it hasn't gone away. It it there is that grayness there, but I think there's several bright spots still that we can definitely look at as part of that growth. And on that, Mike, I'd like to say thank you very much for being a part of this episode. Um, Darcy, um, uh, just before you leave us on this and ahead of the uh, release of that information, which we'll be looking forward to very much, um, could you tell us uh, how people could get in touch with you or find out more about Sask Interactive? Absolutely. So we're, we're just in our 20th anniversary. So uh, uh, Sask Interactive has been around for, for 20 years this year. We're, uh, our, our website is saskinteractive.com. Um, you can find me on there. Uh, Ryan Hill is um, my colleague in, in the Regina office, and uh, uh, he's our member services director. So any uh, support that uh, we've got on our, our main website around COVID-19 and the various uh, aspects of funding and research and uh, outreach that uh, we can do is, is noted in our website. Um, I, I can, I, you can link me through um, Twitter, through LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm on all social media platforms these days. And uh, part of that too is um, we want to make sure that um, that advocacy is still there in these times. And, uh, we, uh, we definitely have been there to help our members and help the public through that. And I think that's a, that's a very good way of us to kind of look at what are we doing and what can we 
uh, still continue to do in these times. And again, you know, I'll go back to some of those old adages. Um, if we keep it simple, um, I think we'll get through that. And uh, um, our voice is, is there for, um, for the interactive and the digital media here in Saskatchewan. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Mike and Darcy, we're, we're in an interesting time in the world. We're finding grandparents adopting Portal and Zoom and Teams. So if there's one opportunity that's come to us is there's a generation of people who may not have considered interacting using tools that could be developed here. Once again, thank you for joining us here on Startupville. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate that and uh, look forward to carrying on what brings uh, the future to the rest of us. Startupville is brought to you by Innovation Place, helping grow the tech sector in Saskatchewan, Canada, and is produced in partnership with Martin Charlton Communications at WeTellYourStories.ca. The show is produced by me, Mike Wolsfeld, and our host, Dan Gold. Our theme music is from GG Riggs and Reactor Productions. Learn more about us and our guests at innovationplace.com slash startupville and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Startupville Pod. See you next time on Startupville. <laughs>